that it was just a screen tunnel from start to finish. It's like 26.2 miles of a frat party or a, it, it was insane. This Runs Radio, episode 1154, starts in three, two, Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Hey, y'all, uh, real quick, if you uh, haven't got yourself entered into the giveaway yet, what are you waiting for? Like, you just want the odds to be worse? You want less of a chance to win? Well, then just keep waiting. If you're ready to jump in while the odds are as good as they're ever going to be, uh, now is the time to do so. Dizruns.com slash giveaway. You have no idea what I'm talking about. What are you giving away? You might be asking. Here, uh, I'll tell you. I'll let you know. That way you can get in as well. Uh, at the beginning of each new month, I pick one winner at random from those that are entered into the giveaway to uh, work with me for free. Get 16 months of free coaching, um, kind of ideally or, or at least theoretically designed to lead up to a, a race that you might have on the horizon. But you don't have to, to you know, use it for a race. It could be, you know, four months of, of coaching, coming back from an injury or just working on, um, you know, getting into a new routine or whatever the case might be. If you want you want somebody to take care of the, the design of training and, and figure out what, what to do and how to structure things, so all you have to do is just go out and do the work, put the miles in, get get your miles, get your runs, make your runs happen. Easy for me to say. Goodness gracious. It, it'll be easy for you to do because I'll, I'll, I'll take care of the planning. You'll just do the doing, and uh, that tends to work well for a lot of folks. So if you want a chance to work with me for free, uh, 16 weeks, like I said, and, and, and just to be clear, we're not talking some type of one-size-fits-all, half-baked, you know, downloadable plan. No, 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 no. It's, it's absolutely to the same level as anything you'd get from me if you paid for it. You just don't have to pay for it. So I think it works out pretty well. I think the value is there. I guess it's up to you to decide that. But uh, if you think it might be worthwhile, disruns.com slash giveaway is the link. You can also get yourself entered on the homepage at disruns.com. And like I said earlier, the odds aren't getting any better. So you might as well get yourself in it now, have a chance to win it in the future. And uh, just so we're clear, you are automatically re-entered every month. So all you gotta do is enter once, good to go. And hopefully with a little bit of luck, the random number generator We'll smile upon you, and uh, we'll get to we'll get to join forces in the not too distant future. So get yourself entered disruns.com slash giveaway. And now, without any further ado, let's go ahead and dive in to today's episode of the show. Hey, y'all! Uh, I have no clue exactly where today's episode is uh, ultimately going to end up. And often, when I say that, as you may have pieced together if you've been listening for a while, it's it's a lot of times because. I don't really know the person that I'm going to be talking with and like haven't been able to find a lot of background information. And so, you know, I just kind of figure, hey, we'll get it started, see where it shakes out and, and it'll take care of itself, um, which it typically does. Although, you know, maybe not always. But uh, today we kind of have the opposite scenario. Um, my guest today and I have I, I, I didn't do the exact math and, and maybe she has, although her math skills have been known to be questionable at times. Um, but we've shared at least something in the neighborhood of a few thousand miles together over the over the years. Um, which means we've shared a few conversations as well. So I, I know her pretty well. She knows me pretty well. Um, and today we get to share a few more miles. So, you know, we'll see how it all shakes out, where we end up, who knows, but we're going to have some fun doing it. 
And uh, that means I get to introduce my friend, Miss Kate Morgan, who's been thrown under the bus a few times on the podcast. So, Kate, welcome to the show. Hopefully, uh, you know, I guess you get a chance to defend yourself today. But uh, thanks for joining us today. I really appreciate it. Well, I appreciate not being introduced as the devil this time. So well, you know, you we, we'll get there. The devil on my shoulder. We, that has been confirmed. We, we know that that's you. Um, but, uh, y'all, if you enjoy today's conversation and you're not connected with Kate yet, uh, Instagram, and we'll talk a little bit more about that as we go today, I'm sure. Uh, but her handle there is at Kate, and that's the letter K with the number eight because she's clever like that, at Kate.Morgan, M-O-R-G-A-N dot V-T, because she's a proud alum of the Virginia Tech University. She's a proud Hokie when it comes to all things sports ball. Uh, at, at Kate, again, K, the number eight, Morgan dot V-T kate.morgan.vt on Instagram. I don't know. I can't get it all straight. It's fine. Uh, Dizruns.com slash 1154. I can get that part taken care of. And you know we'll have it linked up there as well, her Instagram, social media, um, links, photos, all the things as per usual in the show notes today. Dizruns.com slash 1154. So, uh, Kate, in all the conversations we've had, I don't know that I've ever asked you this question because I don't really really go out of my way to ask this question in the real world. But in the podcasting world, I always do. Um, and, and as much as we've run together, like I kind of maybe have a couple of ideas, but I'm not entirely sure. So this is, this is a, at least one question I'll be asking today that I don't know the answer to. And that's just to simply ask, what is your favorite distance to race and why? So I, I kind of have a three-parter for this. Um, as far as my favorite distance to actually race successfully, probably the half marathon. And I feel like that's the distance that I can most successfully execute a race plan um, and have done that many times. Um, But my favorite distance to run and sign up for a race and run right now is probably the 50K. Although I've only done three of them, it's a distance that, um, I don't know, it gives me time out to clear my head. I'm never racing the clock on a 50K, so it's a lot more enjoyable And then the third part of that is the marathon I love, but man, I haven't figured that one out for (laughs) sure yet. And I don't think I ever will. Um, So it's kind of a a beast that I'm not sure I'll ever conquer entirely the way I want to. Yeah, it's, I mean, the marathon is, is like, and I mean, I suppose you could make the argument almost that any distance that you're really racing hard is always going to be really challenging. But I feel like, kind of like you said, you know, you get to, to 50K and beyond some of the ultra distance races. And even if you're racing them hard, like you can't be redlining for 31 miles. And certainly you get up to, you know, 45, 50, 60 miles, some of those longer distances. Like, like it's, it's, it's a cruise and there's going to be ups and downs and there's going to be some walking and there's going to be some hiking and there's, you know, whatever. Um, but to just go hard for 26.2 miles, um, it's, it's tri- like it. I don't want to say it's it's a miracle when you ever get it perfectly right, but man, it's it's tough to do. And yeah, the short the, the shorter distances, air quotes. Um, I don't know. I feel like I, I feel like I'm right there with you. Like I can I can execute a half marathon race plan, but but the marathon is just it's just a, a tricky one to to unpack. Yep. So um, where'd you get started in the sport, Kate? I, I feel like we have had this conversation a little bit, but I don't remember the, all the all the details. How long has has running been uh, a part of your life? So I had like a a false start maybe in high school where I liked the idea of being a runner and I thought it might be good to put something on that like high school resume that was sports-like. And so I gave it a shot for like five minutes and (laughs) 
decided it was just it was just boring. Like it was fun for half a mile, but then after that, it was I just couldn't keep my head, you know, in it for any longer. Um, so there was, you know, random runs here and there. I did one 10k with my dad that I didn't train for at all, and then I wondered why it was so hard. Um, but then I got to the finish line and was like, oh, this is amazing. I should do it again. But then I didn't because I wasn't going to train. Um, and then, you know, running wasn't really part of my life at all until after my first son was born. He was about a year old, and I saw a friend of mine that had been my babysitter when I was a kid that lived across the street. She was putting together a team to run a 5K and do some fundraising for the Susan G. Komen because her mom was a breast cancer survivor. And I saw that and I was like, I just want to be able to be part of a team. So I just wanted to run um, a 5K and be able to get through it without dying and be part of that team and do some fundraising. And um, that's kind of kind of where it started. And then it just kind of took off from there. How, like, what was it about that first, you know, first experience that, like you said, if it, if it kind of took off, I mean, obviously, um, marathons and ultras and some of the other things you got going on that we're going to talk about. I mean, yeah, it definitely has taken off, but, but I mean, was it, was it a pretty, like, I don't know, like smooth, smooth ascent of like, yeah, this first 5k was great. Like let's rock and roll or kind of how did, how did those early days, early, early miles shake itself out? So it was a little bit humbling, I think, um, because I was always active. Um, horseback riding was like my, my big passion all through life. But even as I was older, like through my pregnancy, I was on the elliptical, I'd go ride my bike. Like I was never sedentary by any means. Um, in fact, I think I was on the elliptical for 45 minutes, like two days before my oldest was born, you know, so I'm like, yeah, I'm this fit mom, whatever. But I um, postpartum was back into, you know, elliptical and bike and just general exercise. And it blew my mind how hard it was to actually go run <laughs> like on the road. So I'm thinking, well, if I can go for 45 minutes on the elliptical why can't I just go outside and run for 45 minutes but those do not translate the same at all so it was a little humbling and then that kind of makes me dig in and want to get better at it um, but I think another thing that was motivating was that first 5k race I did which was small and local and um, scary and exciting and it felt like it lasted forever um, but I ended up placing in my age group because there's, you know, only a handful of people there. Um, and then that was kind of motivating, though, to be like, oh, well, you know, if I'm just starting out and I can I can do this already, then maybe if I stick with it, um, it'll just get better and better and better. And then the longer I stuck with it, the more I realized, like, oh, I actually enjoy doing this. And the problem I had with my head back in high school where... I was bored after half a mile as an adult with a kid, that was no longer an issue. Like I really cherished that time to myself mm -hmm. with, um, with no distractions. Yeah. Did you, did you start climbing the, the distance ladder relatively quickly or, or did you kind of stick around that, you know, 45 minutes, 5k, you know, maybe a little bit longer and, and kind of hang out there for a while? So the same friend that was doing the, you know, kind of putting the team together for the 5K race, um, she was like, oh, well, 
I'm going to train for the St. Pete half marathon and you should join me with that, which I thought was insane. Like never, never crossed my mind to do a half. But then it was kind of, well, if she can do it, I'm sure I can do it. Um, And it'll be something that we can do together again. Like part of it was just wanting to be in community with like some other women because I was staying home with my kid and kind of, kind of isolated so it was like okay this is something that we can do together and talk about together Um, so I started training because I just didn't want to fail and I pulled whatever plan from the interwebs and followed it the best I could and um, she ended up bailing and didn't do it Um, and I didn't have any other like running friends locally so my husband went down with me to that first half marathon and I just thought like this is the most amazing thing ever. Um, crossing that finish line with all the, all the happy tears and the emotions and not having like runners in my life. It was like, wow, like 13 miles is that's so far to go, you know? So. And I, I have to imagine that, like you said, with not, with not being really plugged into like a big running community, not having a lot of runners in, in your life. Um, was it, I'm assuming, you know, the St. Pete half, a little bit bigger than, than the, the local 5K that you did in terms of number of runners. Was, was that kind of eye-opening of like, wow, there's a lot of people that are actually doing this type of thing? It's kind of funny. Well, it was also like a women's half. So there mm-hmm. were some men, but it was kind of neat to just be around that many women that were running that distance. Um, and I thought it was crazy because I'm like, how can I know nobody that's <laughs> ever run a half? And then there's like, thousands of people down here, or at least it seemed, you know, doing that. So, um, in a way I felt like, Oh, I'm super special. Cause I did this thing. But then I'd look around and be like, well, so where are all these other people? <laughs> <laughs> yes. When ev- everybody is super special, which we, we, we won't unpack that any further than that. Just all these, <laughs> all these, all these people doing this thing and we're all, we're all awesome. Um, but uh, so, so that, that went well. And, and you got to love you got to love the running friends that are like, yeah, why don't we do this together? And then they bail on you at the last minute. Um, that that uh, was, was did, were there any thoughts of, of you pulling the plug when when your friend was like, yeah, I'm not going to not going to go. Or, or were you like committed and you're going to do this? Oh, I don't like to quit things. So there was there was no way that I was going to um, pull the plug on that. Gotcha. And um, I also don't really like to set myself up to fail. So. Like my running progression is very much like build to each next level. I don't do the crazy like, hey, I started running this week and now I'm going to run a marathon next week kind of thing. Like some of you crazy people out there. But, um, you know, I researched like crazy. I did as much, you know, homework as I could. I was going to go into it as prepared as I could possibly be um, to ensure that I had a good experience. And then I did. So funny how that works out. You know, you, you, you train, you, 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 you learn about what you're getting yourself into and then you prepare for it. Um, and it has a tendency, especially with something like running to, uh, go a little bit better than when you're just like, yeah, you know, 14 miles the week before a marathon. I got this. No, no factor. Um, which if y'all don't know, that's, that's my first marathon story, which is, which is less than ideal. Um, so, so the half marathon goes well. And again, I maybe kind of the same question from after the 5k was there, was there a relatively rapid looking ahead to the next longer distance or was it like 13.1 pretty good kind of like it obviously i'm not the only person that that runs these type of distances so maybe maybe i'll kind of hang out here for a bit 
Yeah, I was I was set. Well, going into it before I actually ran it, I thought it was a one and done. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is a bucket list thing. Um, I'll do the one. I'll be done with it. Never again. Then when I'm like 80 years old, I can be like, there was this one time I ran a half marathon and whatever. Um, but then after crossing that finish line, like, yeah, I knew I was going to do more. Um, I did a Tough mutter maybe the next month with my brother which was really cool. And that was about 12 miles plus all the, the obstacles. Um, and then I don't know how long and I won't try to remember cause that'll take 10 minutes, but, um, I was very content to stick with the half marathon distance, um, for a while. And it was kind of like races were super motivating. So let's run all the races that I can get to. And at the time, just having one kid makes it a lot easier to, to squeeze, races into your calendar than where I'm at now with three of them. So. Yeah. Which, which, um, maybe comes to, to a, another good topic or at least something that I know you've, you've always raised your hand in the Facebook group whenever, you know, new moms are talking about getting back to running after, after having a baby and postpartum and, and, um, you're always, always quick to say, Hey, yeah, I've been there, done that. Let's, you know, any questions, let me know. Um, but like you said, you, you've got, you've got three kids, um, and, and, I guess we didn't really start running together and get to know each other until after, after the youngest was born, which, um, but anyway, I, I do know a little bit in there that, that there was some, some stops and starts, obviously, you know, you, you're running and then you, you, you get pregnant, have a baby, recover, start running again. Um, you know, kind of maybe the, the overview, the, the 10,000 foot view of, um, you know, I don't know, as a dude, I guess the, 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 the ignorant dude question, like what was, what was it like, you know, running and starting and stopping and, and having babies throughout that, that, period of of you really get into it you're really enjoying running um you know the, the firstborn getting a little bit older oh now we're pregnant again like like you know just kind of what was what was it like as as a new-ish runner going through the the, the ebbs and flows of pregnancy and running and, and that phase of your life um i found like i tried to run through so i i didn't run prior to my first and it started after him so the the um second and third, those pregnancies, I tried to keep running as much as my body would allow me through the pregnancy. Um, and I found that, um, both times, um, for that first trimester morning sickness, the only time I wasn't nauseous was when I was running and for about an hour afterwards. Um, so that was kind of nice because I'm like, if I can get out for a run in the morning, I get the time on my feet where I don't feel like I'm going to throw up and maybe a good hour afterwards where I might be able to sneak something in before all that queasiness comes in. Um, but it really taught me to listen to my body. Um, so just as, and, and both the pregnancies were different running through it. So with my third, I was able to run up till, uh, I did a 5k with my oldest, like two days before, um, I had my third. So I ran right up to the last minute. Um, with my second, my daughter, I think I cut off running around seven months um, just because it wasn't comfortable. Things right. just didn't feel right. But I switched to um, swimming in the pool and I would be biking, which is really awkward when you have a big belly. <laughs> but um, so it was it was a good lesson in, you know, listening to what I needed. Do I need extra rest? Do I need to stretch out? Like, I can't run back-to-back days, but I can, you know, run one day, swim one day, bike one day, then run again later. Um, as far as coming back afterwards, 
I was definitely with both of them, like itching to get back on the road. Um, and it's just as much like probably mental health that really was, was driving that, like, um, you know, running really kind of, kind of feeds me. So this, the second and third kid were both C-sections. Um, and so waiting for the, the clearance to get back out there. Um, but again, like returning to running is, just to exercise and listening to like what your body wants and what it needs and not pushing it. Um, so it's kind of, it's kind of like starting from scratch after each one. Like I'd have to work really hard not to compare what I was doing postpartum to where I had been right. um, prior to getting pregnant and just kind of be like, this is my new starting point And we're only looking at where I'm going from here forward and not where I was, you know, two years ago. How, how difficult was that? And, and I ask, and, and maybe this is a, a, a fair question for, for both the, the men and the women listening, whether, whether they, you know, for the women, whether they've had babies or not, but like, you know, we, when you get injured and you, you take some time off or life happens and you, and you miss, you know, a few months and that can sometimes turn into a year for, for some of us, you know, just because life is life. Um, how, how difficult was it to, to kind of keep the blinders from, from looking back and going, Oh gosh, you know, 10 months ago I could do X and now I'm doing, you know, whatever, whatever that is, a third of X or, or a quarter of X or whatever. Um, what was that, was that a challenge for you or, or not too, not too difficult? Oh, it, it was very, very hard. I definitely have a competitive side. Um, and that's competitive with myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I think I have that voice in my head. That's like, nothing you do is ever going to be good enough, which is not a great voice to have, but it also can drive you to do a lot of like pretty cool things too. Um, you just got to keep it in check. But I had to be very, very intentional to not compare myself to where I was um, previously. And, you know, realistically, I failed at it a lot of times. Um, I probably didn't always grant myself the grace that I should have. Um, so I had to be intentional in reminding myself that like, your body took nine months to grow this human and um, it's going to take at least that long or longer to recover from it and, and get back to, you know, where we are, but I have the rest of my life to do that. Um, And I do, you know, I have a little bit of regret because after uh, the youngest was born, um, I was super eager to jump back into training. Um, At that point I had run a marathon before I got pregnant with him and um, I ended up training and running a marathon like when he was six months. Mm. Um, so like I jumped in hard uh, postpartum and I look back and I was like, I didn't really need to rush that process. Um, but, you know, we, we stayed healthy and we got through it. But in hindsight, it was like, well, what was the rush? Why not just wait, you know, a year or 18 months or you know, whatever. Well, and, and, you know, I, I can only imagine that part of the rush, A, is to get back into something that you enjoy doing. But if, if part of the allure of running, you know, at the, at the beginning was this is, this is time for me to be by myself and clear my head as, as, you know, at that point, a stay at home mom of three, um, I can only imagine that that was part of the, the allure to get back out there was just to have that little bit of, of extra time to yourself on a, on a consistent basis again. Oh, Absolutely. And, and there was, you know, part of the running postpartum was um, kids in strollers and kids right. on bikes. Yeah. So I would be, um, 
the preschool was a mile and a half up the road. So I'd be pushing a double stroller with two kids in it and then have the third kid like biking or running and dropping them off and then, you know, running with the stroller back with the younger ones home and, um, which is kind of a special time. Like it's, it's a short period of life where you've got kids in strollers and running with the stroller is, is no joke. It's, <laughs> it's incredibly difficult and humbling. Um, but I kind of have like super fond memories of that time. Yeah, it's it's um, not that I did that a lot with Addison, but we 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 had we we logged a few miles together in the stroller, and yeah, it's it's definitely um, you know no stroller. I would prefer to running than than with the stroller, but it is it is a special special little time to just like I can remember Addison was always like you know was was always the curious about everything, so she like never slept in the car. She always wanted to be looking out the out the window, out the out the door, um, and in the stroller. That was that was you know we'd get up and, you know, try to give Rebecca a couple extra hours to sleep, a little bit of quiet, some, some mornings. And that freaking kid just, you know, wouldn't sleep in the stroller at, at however many months, you know, not even probably a year, um, just, you know, strapped in her seat, but she could see and the world was passing her by and she was just paying attention to, to everything out there. So I will say the one thing that's pretty cool that came out of that is, um, that practice of running up to the preschool and back, um, is what my oldest, like, just saw that as normal. So it became a way of commuting. Like, so we're not just out there running for exercise. We're running to get somewhere. Um, And I think that that's a really good example to set for your kids is that, like, we're only a mile and a half away from this place. We don't have to hop in the car when the weather's beautiful and we have the time to run and walk. And then out of that practice of going up there, you know, multiple times a week, he would start, like when he was little, jumping out of the stroller, and he'd run for a little bit, typically on the flats and the downhills, and then he'd hop back in, typically on the uphills, um, <laughs> and yell kid. at me. Smart yeah, kid. <laughs> He'd be like, faster, mom, you're too slow. And I'm like, okay. So, <laughs> But um, he just kind of organically got into running when he was really little. Mm-hmm. So he was... I think four when he ran his first 5k and it was never something that I pushed him to do. Um, I, but I think he just sees it as normal. Like this is what we do. Um, and he doesn't, he doesn't really run anymore. I mean, he runs to, to play the sports balls and all that sort of stuff. But, um, we did have, you know, probably four or five years where we did a lot of 5ks together and, and that was really good time for him and I, like, that's when he would just open up and share a lot of stuff. And that was our little one-on-one time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was kind of special, but it was never forced. It was just, you know, oh, this is what we do and this is normal. And I really like that approach to like kids seeing their parents being active and doing the things that make them happy. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. And then, and then who knows, you know, where this, this shakes out, you know, five, eight, 10, 20 years down the road, but um, you know, he might not be doing a lot of just quote unquote, just running now, but at some point down, down the road, maybe he does. And then it can be something that can be another, you know, chance for you to, to get together when he's high school, college, you know, whatever, but as, as the future unfolds. And it's just like, you know, like that he's seen it, he's been around it his whole life and, and who knows what that, what that'll be. But, uh, it's definitely a, and, 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 you know, as, as I know, something that you've, you've done a little bit with your younger kids too. So who knows, who knows how that all shakes out with them, but, um, seeing mom as a, as a runner, like that's, there's, there's nothing bad about that for sure. Right. 
So uh, you mentioned in there, and I, and I think I know this, that you ran your, your first marathon. Um, and, and didn't you come, like, pretty close to a BQ the first time when you didn't really know what the heck you were doing as far as, like, BQs and marathons and things like that? No, that, uh, no, not quite. Okay. So my, my first marathon was down in Miami, and that was when my daughter, who's the middle one, um, she was about 18 months, two years old. Um, and so I approached that marathon kind of the same way as my first half mm -hmm. where I pulled a plan and I kind of altered it for what, what worked for me. So I tried to, you know, I was like, well, I'm not going to do all this crazy pace this and that and whatever, but it kind of gave me an idea of what to shoot for. And I tried to do all the research and everything else. Um, and I genuinely had that magic unicorn glitter, sparkly rainbow marathon experience. And, um, you know, I set a realistic time goal. Um, I think based on my training, I, I probably was capable of running it faster, but I wanted to pick something that would keep me on track mm -hmm. and challenge me, but not like risk blowing up. Like I wanted to succeed in completing it. So I had a really, really positive experience with that. And then I had trained up, um, for another full, um, that was going to be at Disney mm. and it was maybe two or three weeks um, before that where I was actually in the taper for it. And I found out I was pregnant um, with the third one, which was entirely unexpected. So, you know, like we had, we had had fertility problems with the first two. So um, to have this third one show up on his own was, was like an incredible gift, but like really shocked me. Right. Um, and so, because of some previous complications and some things that were coming up, um, I ended up getting put on bed rest for a couple weeks and missed that one. Mm. Um, and then we kind of got through that rough spot and I, I ran through that pregnancy. So after the third was born, I did that second marathon at, at six, months. six months. Right. Yeah. And that was, that was a train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was bad. And I was like, this is stupid. I'm never doing this again. Um, and then never doing this again. That's, that's some famous last words around these parts. Yeah. So it was about six months after that. It was, it was right when Oliver was, was just past a year old. That third marathon was like redemption for the dumpster mm -hmm. fire of the previous one. Um, that I, I was, I got a BQ. I was actually, more than four minutes under my qualifying standard. Um, had a really, really good day out there. It was another one of those like kind of magical experiences. And I was like, oh, well, you know, four minutes under should, should get me in. Like, that's sweet, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then you wait until like, that was in November. And then I waited till September and submitted my registration and waited out that two week period of you know, waiting to see what the cutoff was going to be. And I missed the cutoff by like less than a minute. That was, that was the year where it was like, what, 450 under is what you needed. Something crazy like that. Yeah. So. And, um, and from there, if, if, if memory of, of conversations, because again, I don't think we really knew each other at all at that point, or you, you maybe knew Rebecca at that time, but, but we weren't connected at all. Um, was that, was that like, competitive Kate coming out and like the, like we're going to, we're going to get this Boston qualifying thing or 
I guess you already yeah, had the Boston qualifier, I, but get it, get it by enough to actually get to the race type of scenario? Well, so Boston hadn't really been on my radar. You know, I, di- I didn't really think it was attainable. And when I ran that time, I thought it would be cool to just like squeak under my standard by like a second just oh, to right. just to say I got the BQ. But like, I really didn't think I'd get in because the previous years had had the cutoff. So, mm-hmm. um, but then when I had that, you know, that bigger buffer, I was like, oh, well, maybe I did this. And then, of course, that's the year that they tighten the standards by five minutes. And I kind of thought that, you know, it dropped what I needed down to like 335. And I was like, I can't imagine squeezing any more out of me. Um, and the marathon's not a distance that if I'm racing hard, I'm going to do like, you know, six a year. Right. It's going to be like one or two maybe at best. So it, it just didn't really seem completely in the cards for me. But the more I thought about it, I was like, man, I don't want to be that 80-year-old that was so close and didn't try. Right. Um, and that's when I reached out to you. Because at that point, I was like, I don't know what else to do. And I don't know how to squeeze out those extra few minutes, you know, to kind of cut my time down to have, to have a shot at it. So. Right. So kind of, kind of fast forwarding a little bit, but like for the next, the next couple few years, um, it was like you said, they, they had tightened the, the standards. So all of a sudden you needed five, five minutes faster. Your BQ was, was, was faster. Um, and it was like for a couple few years, like you said, one, one or two marathons a year, um, that you're really racing hard. You'd, you'd hit the mark, you'd get the BQ, just miss it by, you know, whatever it was by seconds or a minute in terms of not BQing enough. Um, was, was there ever a time and as you were kind of continuing to chase it, um, that, that you, the, the, the desire waned or did the desire get stronger? Kind of how, what was, what was the mindset like for those three or four years where it was like, it was just out of reach, but it was close, but not quite. So there were definitely times where I was like, this is stupid. <laughs> um, and you know, what's the point? Like really, what does it gain me to, to get it? Um, but at the same time, like I kept going back to like, I don't want to kick myself down the road for like an opportunity that was there and attainable. And I just didn't work for it. And maybe kind of the old lady in me is looking at like, you know, there's a lot of satisfaction in working hard for things over a long period of time. And I've, now in hindsight can say um, it wouldn't have meant as much if I had just gotten there that first time. You know, it's meant more because I've worked, I've hit the BQ, I've submitted the registration, I've been, you know, shy of the cutoff. I think one time was nine seconds, like it was heartbreaking. But, you know, I can't be that close and then just walk away from it. So a lot of the good things in life don't come easy. This is something that I can control um, and I knew I was right there and had it in me. Um, and the, the pandemic actually kind of helped because it, it gave me some breathing room where I wasn't chasing it for a period of time because we just didn't know what was going to happen with races. And I wasn't going to try to train to be in peak marathon shape only to have it canceled or, you know, not know if it's going to go or whatever. So, um, I think it was, it was worth the, the couple of years of pursuing it and the disappointment and, you know, keep going after it. 
Gotcha, gotcha. So, spoiler alert, um, you, you, you did it. You qualified. Um, January 2022, you qualified at the Celebration Marathon. And, uh, you know, just a, a few weeks ago, uh, as, as we're recording this, and a month ago, I guess, or so, about as people are listening to this, uh, you ran you ran the Boston Marathon. So what was what was uh, I mean you know how, how did it how did it go to live up to all your your expectations? Did you did you love it? Did you try to do it again? Like what's uh, what was what was your Boston other than the fact that it was wet and rainy and a little bit chilly uh, for a Florida girl? Uh, what was what was Boston like for you? So I actually kind of loved the weather that day. Um, other than standing around at the start when it was kind of like misty. Right. I mean, it was 50 was it, Yeah, you're right. It wasn't bad running weather. It was bad spectating yeah. weather is what it was. Oh, it was terrible spectating weather. But I wasn't spectating it. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can talk to my husband about what that was like. Um, oh, but, but in fairness, he's from Canada. So it was like a balmy summer day for, yeah, for him. Exactly. <laughs> um, it, was, it, was, uh, it was a surreal experience. Um, you know, you kind of wonder, I think sometimes of like, does it live up to the hype and, and all this stuff and kind of going back to, it took so long just to get there that I think, you know, that's part of what makes it special is it's like represent, it represents years of working towards one goal um, and not giving up on it. So it's, I approached it as like, this is a celebration. This is the party. This is like the big, you know, we did it after all these years, um, and I just couldn't believe, I just couldn't believe so many aspects of it. So I knew there was a lot of crowds there, and I knew there'd be, like, you know, I don't run a lot of big races. I'm mostly the smaller local races, so I knew it was going to be, you know, a much different experience than what I typically run. But I could not have imagined that it was just a screen tunnel from start to finish. It's like... 26.2 miles of a frat party or a, it, it was insane um it was actually a little bit overwhelming because the, the little introvert in me is like oh this is so people there's so many people it's, there's so many people <laughs> but um that's what makes it special right it's like running down the the finish line of the big race and there's crowds and everything else except it's that way the entire time you're out on the course and so I think the first 16 miles, um, it had stopped raining and then around 16 and 17 miles, like it just opened up and poured. And that is exactly where my husband and the three kids and my parents and my friend and her husband and kid, that's where they were standing waiting for me, just getting drenched. <laughs> um, and it didn't last long, um, but we were, you know, waterlogged mm -hmm. the rest of the, the race, but there was so many cool things that, that stood out, um, you know, that, I don't know, it just gives you all the feels to be there. Is it something that you think you want to chase down again, or is it one in, one in is, is good? I would love to go back, but I'm not in a rush to do it. Mm. Um, it was really special just having, you know, like I said, I had like an entourage of people that came up to Boston with me, which was amazing. Um, and made it really special in a whole nother way to just feel so supported by family and friends and people willing to go up there. But we had a really good, like, family vacation out of the weekend. Like, we, you know, it wasn't just the race. It was the sightseeing and the lobster rolls and the cannolis and all the things. Um, 
but I also want to travel to a bunch of other places. So I'm not in a rush to go back just because then, you know, we only have so much time and so many finances that like I want to explore other places and hopefully get to run there and make family trips out of those too. So um, Chris and I talked about maybe going back sometime where it's just him and I when the kids are a little bit older and then experience a whole different side of Boston where it's not the family oriented, but it's, Mm -hmm. you know, adult oriented, which would be pretty cool. Yeah, that that is a, a a way to make the same trip completely different. Is you know leave leave the kids behind and just make it the two of you and and just go and it's you know it's it's just it's as anybody with kids knows it's a different experience when you're when you're alone versus when you when you've got the kids in tow. So, um, but yeah, lots of lots of other options out there, lots of other places to run and and um, talk about a, a one one extreme to the other. You know, like Boston in terms of the the scream tunnel, like you said, start to finish people the whole way, just craziness, uh, loud, all the, all of the things. And, uh, the next thing on the, the agenda for you coming up a couple weeks after people are listening to this is, uh, a little, little MS run the U S relay segment across the great state of Nebraska, or at least across part of the great state of Nebraska, where I'm assuming that there probably won't be uh, a scream tunnel from start to finish in, in that situation. Um, but, but quite the, the dichotomy in terms of one extreme of the other between, uh, Boston and and what you're getting yourself into. But, but when did, when did you kind of think about, Hey, like, you know, running, running one marathon is, is hard and I'm still trying to figure it out. And now I'm going to stack up, you know, six, seven of these things in a row as part of the the MS run the U S relay team this year. Um, well that really just goes back to listening to all the interviews Mm -hmm. that you had with the, (laughs) the previous, um, runners from last year or the year before um and then seeing you know chris short step up to the plate and and knock it out um you know it was kind of like okay this might be this might be doable um but i think it really kind of came from you know boston was like getting to boston was like closing a chapter Mm -hmm. and i really by the time I got accepted into it and knew I was going, I was like done chasing time. You know, it's, I'm, the qualification didn't come easy. It was a lot of work and, um, I just didn't really feel driven to keep working so hard to get faster to shave off like a few seconds here or get a PR there. It just didn't have the same hold on me as it used to. Um, and then I had ventured into, you know, I've dabbled in the, the ultras and the trails, although I don't run as much, have like a special place in my heart. But more and more, I felt like I've always been such a selfish runner because it has so many positive benefits for me. And then those benefits to me, like, obviously transfer to my family and my right. kids. You know, if, if I'm a better mom and a better wife, like everybody wins in that scenario. But running's given me so much. And then I'd listen to these interviews and I just really felt like, you know, I remember listening, I think it was Stephanie, that hearing it and I was like, man, that could be me. And you just get this sense that like nothing's guaranteed. You never know what tomorrow's going to bring, good, bad, indifferent. Um, and I just felt like I need to kind of give back in some way for what running's given me. And this seemed like a really good way to do that. Um, and I hemmed and hauled. I mean, I, 
I filled out that application at least half a dozen times and then deleted it and didn't submit it. And then I did what I knew was going to happen. Um, I think Chris had shared in the group that applications were closing soon. And I maybe put a comment in of like, oh, I keep thinking about it because I knew he would jump in and be like, just do it. And I'd be like, okay, well, Chris told me to. So, um, but I kind of wanted that like kick in the pants to like, just go for it. You know, don't overthink it. Um, I don't know if timing wise, it was the best time. Like our life is pretty busy. We've got a lot going on, but like, is there ever a perfect time to jump into something? Like not really. So I finally hit the send button on the application and just let it go from there. When, uh, you know, you, you hit the send button, like you said, you do an interview, you, you, you start to, to get a feel for, for what's expected, what the fundraising is, et cetera, et cetera. And then you get the, the, the notice that says, Hey, congratulations, you're in. Um, what was, what was the reaction? Oh man. So I was driving down I-4. <laughs> I got <laughs> That's a I bad a, place to have a reaction as on I-4. I, I know, right? So I, I get the, you know, I see the caller ID pop up and it's, you know, a number that's not anything I recognize. And I, I thought it was somebody from the organization and I answer and they offered the spot. And, you know, I was like, oh my goodness, I'm so excited. And um, I just felt like, I just felt like it was meant to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the thing that was scariest is, the fundraising commitment. I mean, the, the fundraiser I did all those years ago, you know, with my friend was, was $500 mm-hmm. and this is $10,000 and it's just not anything I have any experience with. And that in the, you know, there was several interviews was always, you know, the thing that I kept saying, like, I'll be honest, this, this scares me, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And if I'm committed to it, like, there is no failing. Like I will get there somehow, but that means if, if I fail to fundraise, you know, through whatever avenues, like I'm putting my own money in there. Cause I said that I would, you know, commit to that amount. So, um, Ashley was really reassuring. Who's, you know, the founder of the MS run the U S in that she's like, we have a plan. And just like when you're training for a race or a marathon or whatever, if you put in the work and follow the plan, you'll be successful. And that was kind of, kind of really clicked with me. Um, and so that's the approach I've taken is like, let me just keep working that plan and chip away at it. And that's, you know, not that I've been following exactly the, 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 you know, Kate's fundraising page every single day. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, I haven't, but you know, from, from, you know, conversations that we've had and, and just, you know, from kind of paying attention and, and, you know, you, that's what you've been doing. You've been chipping away getting there. And, and of course y'all, yeah, I mean, you know, this is coming. We'll have the link cause it's one of those ugly links, like all fundraising links are, but we'll have the link in the show notes to, for today. If you want to, to chip in a few bucks for, for Kate and, and, uh, the, the MS run the U S cause. Um, but, but I know that, 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 you, like I said, you, you've, you've chipped away and you've done a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And I feel like, um, I ask this of just about anybody who comes on that, that has done some type of charity running and fundraising and kind of like what has worked and, and, and what is, what has been good for you in, in hopes that maybe it can help give other people ideas who, who maybe down the road, maybe next year doing MS run the U S or doing some other type of charity running event. Um, but, but I think you had a genius, a genius, uh, fundraising, uh, event, if you want to call it an event, uh, centered around Valentine's day. What was, what, what did you do for that, for, uh, 
for for the 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 friends in your life that have kids <laughs> around Valentine's Day to raise some money for the for the cause. So I um I set up a kids' night out Valentine's event on a Saturday night. I think the weekend before Valentine's Day, and the idea is. Um, you know, my house will be open from this time to this time. I will have, you know, a pasta dinner and some snacks available. We'll have some crafts and cookie decorating and games. And you drop your kids off and then go enjoy a date night with your spouse or significant other or mom's night out or however you want to do it. Um, and that way, you know, that's kind of that's kind of my like most of my social circle right now is, is parents. So, um, and I know finances are tight with, with everybody. We have to, you know, be cognizant of where we're spending our money. And I felt like, let me do something that's fun for the kids. And I love kids and I'll take them in, you know, for free. You just drop them off. Kids, dogs, cats, it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, we'll, we'll take them all. We don't discriminate. Um, but maybe it's like, oh, so if I can, you know, if I can give parents an opportunity, like, their kids are kind of going to a party and it's fun for them and then they can get some alone time. And at the same time, I just, you know, requested a suggested donation. And in the end, like people donated way more than I expected for the amount of time that their kids were there, um, which was, you know, really awesome to see. Um, but yeah, it was, it was kind of, I realized I needed to lean into what works for me. So I'm, I don't have the bandwidth to do like some big formal event or gala or whatever. Um, I wish I did, but it's, that's not my wheelhouse, but kids and parents and this stage of life, like that just kind of seemed to be something that like, I can pull that together. Um, so that was a, a pretty cool and it, it raised a good chunk of money in a, in a few hours of chaos, which we have chaos at our house all the time anyway. So it was, it was just a typical Saturday with maybe a few more people involved. Right, right. And, and again, I mean, just I, I love how you said just kind of lean into what, what works for you and, and where you're at in life. And, and I mean, you know, I, 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 I can almost, I don't know, like, like if it was the other way around and you had a friend that was raising money and they were like, hey, we'll take all three of your kids for a couple <laughs> hours and y'all can go out to dinner, like... I mean, I don't, I don't want to, I don't, I'm not asking you to tell me how much you would, you would give for something like that. That's going to a good cause, but like, yeah, it would probably be more than just a, a few bucks per kid's suggested donation because it's like, wait, the kids are going to be in a, in a place where they're having fun. They know everybody else, like blah, 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 blah. And we can have an, an evening out. Like, I mean, and you, and then you, you, you cue it around Valentine's day. Like what a, what a almost no brainer yet. I, I never in a million years would have thought about it, but no wonder that it was a, a successful event for you. Well, the, the ironic thing is, and I didn't realize this at, at the time, but um, three of the parents that, you know, brought kids and dropped them off were actually attending a charity event mm. in town that was adult only. So they needed childcare for their kids while they attended that charity event. So um, it all just kind of worked out. Everybody won in that situation. Yeah, so it was pretty neat. Absolutely. Absolutely. So. Um, as we're, as we're getting close to, to wrapping up today and, and, uh, again, y'all will have the, 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 uh, link in the, in the show notes today, but, um, you know, the, 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 the segment, you know, the, 
the relay itself is is off and going. Um, I don't know where we are as we're recording this. Three three or four people are are have have either gone or are in. You know, the, I think maybe the fourth person is going. Whatever. By the time it gets to you, uh, there'll be a couple more folks that have that have done their their uh, their their segments of the relay. Um, but what are what are you looking forward to most slash worried about the most? So kind of two part question in terms of you know running six seven marathons across the state of Nebraska in a row. It. It's the same answer for both. Mm -hmm. The thing I'm looking forward to the most is also the thing I'm most worried about. And that is, um, it'll be the longest I've been away from my kids, Mm -hmm. um, which I love them. But the idea of all I have to do for this period of time is wake up, run, eat, and sleep is, I can't even wrap my head around (laughs) that. Like, I don't have to keep anybody alive except myself. I don't have to make sure we're on time for this activity or that activity or make sure that this uniform's clean or or any of the 50 billion things that take up space in my head. Um, So I'm looking forward to just kind of having some time to to just be on my own and just, like I said, it's simple. It's run and eat and sleep. And at the same time, um, I think that'll be fun for all of a day and then I'm going to miss them like crazy and I'll, I'll... you know, probably try to take care of the road crew because, you know, it's weird to think of other people like cooking for me or taking care of me. So, uh, you know, we'll see how that works out. But, um, yeah, um, the running, you know, it'll be, it'll be what it'll be. I think, I think mentally I'm pretty prepared for it. Um, I know that I'll, I'll get it done one way or another because I'm not gonna, like, there is no option. So, um, yeah. It's gonna be it's it's gonna be exciting to watch from afar. Uh, obviously, I'm looking forward to hearing about it. Get the get the uh, the post Nebraska you know uh, summary or 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 whatever here here the the debrief um, after the fact. But uh, but yeah, it's it's coming and uh, no doubt you're uh, you're gonna do awesome. You're gonna do awesome. I'm I'm excited for you. So wrapping up, fi- final question, final philosophical question. Um, just kind of curious. I'll go. I'll stick with one of my normal questions, I suppose. Um, but in the in the time that you've been running, you know, since since you know, mom of one to now mom of three to to Boston qualifier to several time Boston qualifier to finally Boston runner, Boston finisher. Um, now stepping out of the comfort zone in a big way to to run, to, you know, to go to Nebraska, run across the state or part of the state, raising raising money, all the things. Um, what what is something that you've learned about yourself? Through, through running, theoretically through running at least, over the, the last, you know, 10 years or so of, of being part of the sport um, that, you know, who knows how it would have unfolded. But if, if you hadn't ever, you know, done this charity 5K and, and uh, you know, enjoyed that process, uh, maybe we never would have had that, this lesson. So what is, what is something that maybe running has taught you in, in your running career to date? Oh, geez, that's awful. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's like, that's like a whole hour uh, right there. Well, you've got 60 seconds, Kate, so sum it up. Let's go. <sighs> Kidding, of course. Take your time. Really if you want to take an hour, we've got, we've got nothing but time. People can press pause and they'll, you know, <laughs> they'll come back to it when they've got another hour. It's, it's all good. Um, you know, I think, and some of this is in hindsight, but like motherhood really kind of like threw me for a loop. Mm. I was, you know, I kind of knew before I had kids, I, I thought I knew, like, the plan, you know, it's like, I'm going to do this, and then this, I will, you know, go back to work at 12 weeks, and then I will, 
you know, advance in my career. And it just boom, 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 boom. This is how things are going to go. And life is not linear like that at all. And your plans just go right out the window. And so, um, you know, after my first was born, like, I just felt lost in who I was and what I was doing. And running kind of reminded me that I was still a person outside of being a wife and mother. Um, and those are, you know, two roles that mean the world to me. Um, but it's also important to, like, maintain a sense of self. And running gave me that avenue. And then it presented all these opportunities to every time I thought, like, well, that's crazy or that's too much to realize, like, but if you just work towards it, you can get there. Um, and looking back, you know, it's it's kind of wild to think of, like, man, that 5K was a struggle. And then I've done all these things in this time and I have all these things ahead of me. Um, and I totally lost my train of thought. So, yeah. Sorry. I don't know, fill in the blanks there. <laughs> as, as is often the case, and I know I say this often as well, but like I'm just kind of nodding along, and and I think I think what you're saying, and, and you know, just re- remembering that you are a person, you know, and, and that's 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 what a beautiful lesson and what a beautiful reminder, and, and something that uh, maybe all of us can can use once in a while. But I uh, appreciate you, you sharing that, Kate, and uh, y'all. Uh, like I said a couple times. Um, I, I don't know what I've said a couple. I've said a bunch of things multiple times, but uh, disruns.com slash 1154 is the link back for the show notes for today. Obviously, like I said, we'll have Kate's fundraising link there. We'll have a link to her Instagram, which once again is at Kate, and that's the K and the number eight dot Morgan dot VT if you want to connect with her on there. And uh, I guess we didn't really get into this very much, but you're not you're not the biggest social media person, Kate. I think that's fair <laughs> to say. Um, no. But you kind of got back onto Instagram with a, as a large part of kind of chronicling this this run the u.s chapter of your life so uh if you if you want to follow along with with you know kate's segment through nebraska and you know final push towards fundraising and getting ready for it uh definitely connect with her on instagram because that's where she's posting a lot of that stuff you know it shows up a little bit other places as well but that's that's a great place for for following along and again once again uh 1154 i'll get you back to the show notes today isruns.com slash 1154 so ms morgan um thanks for the time today uh thanks for for letting me talk a little bit more than I usually get to talk when we, when we run together. Uh, usually I just, you know, nod for an hour and, and you maybe let me say a word or two at the end. Um, but thanks for letting me chime in a little bit. Thanks for, uh, for, for all the miles together, all the friendship over the years and, uh, all the best of luck, obviously in, in Nebraska. And, uh, can't wait to see kind of what goes on after that, but, uh, thanks for the time today and uh, nothing but the best for you going forward, lady. Well, thank you for all your support over all these years. I appreciate it. All right, y'all. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. Hope you enjoyed the conversation between Kate and myself. And as per usual, be curious to know what stood out to you from today's episode. What was your uh, takeaway du jour? Du jour. Um, for me, and, and this is a little bit tricky because I don't, I don't know if this was something that exactly was, was something she said. It's, it's, it's that that. I don't know. I'd say dangerous. It's not dangerous, but it's that tricky piece because, like, obviously, I know Kate really well. We've spent a lot of miles together over the years, a lot of conversations together during those miles over the years. Um, but she talked a little bit uh, a couple times about running with running some five Ks with her son, um, and and just you know, and, and again, like I know I, I don't remember if exactly if it came came through in today's episode, but she's she's run with her daughter, her her, her middle child, um, and just and just you know 
demonstrating, showing her, her kids an active lifestyle. She talked about, um, you know, taking the kids to, to preschool in the stroller and just running and, and, you know, maybe one was biking or would sit in the stroller and hop out and run a little bit and just, and just portraying the, the example to her kids that like, we are active, we move, this is, this is what we do. And, you know, that stood out to me, um, because I think that sometimes it's, it's easy to forget that other people are watching, you know, for me, you know, other people are watching what I do in terms of, you know, Addison's watching my, you know, my, my daughter's watching. Um, sometimes my neighbors are watching. We've had, we have these little neighborhood parties. Now I, I have to be social, which I actually don't mind. They're actually pretty fun. Um, but like, you know, the neighbors are asking how, how, you know, I saw you, I saw you here doing this or, you know, running or this or that, or the other thing. And it just, it just was a reminder of Kate talking about it with her kids a little bit. Um, just, just how much of an influence we can have on others, even when we think nobody's watching and you know, you, you get out there for, for your, your mile or your two or your 10 or, or however, however far you go. Um, you know, whether you're running at eight minute pace or 10 minute pace or 12 minute pace or you're run walking or you're quote unquote, just walking, like whatever it is, you're out there and you're moving and you're getting, you're getting your miles in and you're working towards your goal. Um, and, and you just never know what that could do for somebody who's watching, you know, again, whether it's your kids, whether it's spouse, family members, neighbors, strangers, um, it's, it it was just a, a good little reminder today, um, about the example that we can set of, of being active and, you know, some of the benefits that that has for us. Uh, obviously we all know the benefits, but those that, that aren't active, you know, maybe it, maybe it spurs a conversation. It spurs them to ask some questions and, and maybe gets somebody else off the couch and moving. And I just think it's a, it's a powerful reminder that, uh, you know, whether you run with others or not, uh, people are watching and people are encouraged and motivated. Um, and something that I don't always think of, but definitely was something that kind of came through to me. And again, maybe it's because I know Kate as well as I do, but it, it kind of came through when she was talking about, um, the times that she's spent being active and running and doing things like that with her kids. So that was, that was the takeaway from me to, for today's episode to just, just keep doing the thing. And you never know, you know, where that, that impact might land on somebody else. Um, so that was that. What about you? What stood out to you from today's episode? If you'd be willing to share it, I, of course, would love to hear it. Uh, at DizRuns on, on Twitter, at DizRuns on Instagram as well. You can also shoot me an email, DizRuns at gmail.com. And of course, if you head over to the show notes for today, DizRuns.com slash 1154, DizRuns.com slash 1154. Uh, beneath the photos, beneath the links, beneath all the things in the, in the show notes is, of course, the comment section where you can share your thoughts and your... I don't know, your inspirations, your motivations, your feedbacks, anything and everything is good to go in the comment section. Share to your heart's content. Hit the submit button, and I look forward to hearing what you have to, to say about the show and maybe what uh, what stood out to you if you want to share your th- your takeaways as well. Uh, one last call for the giveaway. Uh, one last call for today. I'm going to mention it again probably soon, probably multiple times in the not-too-distant future. But uh, like I said earlier, your odds aren't getting any better, you know, because... A few people trickle in every every week or two. Join the join the giveaway, which means the odds just get a little bit longer. So get yourself in there now. Get yourself in it if you want a chance to win it. Dizruns.com slash giveaway. Also right there on the homepage, Dizruns.com. And uh, it would be my pleasure to work with you on my dime 
for uh, the better part of four months. Whether that leads up to a race or not, that's your call. You can, you, and you don't have to use it right away either. Of course, you can sit on it and uh, save it for when you really need it, and then just let me know, and we'll get you going. Dizruns.com slash giveaway one more time. So with that, we'll go ahead and wrap this one up, y'all. Thanks for the time. Thanks for the attention. Thanks for taking Kate and I with you today. And uh, until next time, y'all, be well. Take good care. Thanks again for listening. And uh, we'll talk soon, right? Later, y'all.